This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Welcome off the rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Welcome to this show here on Comic Pop, youtube.com slash comic pop. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, click the bell for notifications if you want to check out more that we have to offer. And if you're even more hungry for more comic pop, be sure to patreon.com slash comic pop. Check out all the tiers and rewards. We just created a new reward. It's very exclusive. Three slots. There's two open out of three right now oh, wow. for the uh, golden age tier where we create a little comp pop box. It's just a bunch of stuff from the office we thought you might enjoy. And uh, if you sign up first, first three, uh, you get a little poster signed by the, the crew. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. If you like that kind of thing, if you want that kind of thing, go check it out. See if it's something you want to check out. Outside of that, we're going to be talking about some books this week. Uh, Tiffany has more than me. I'm going to be talking <laughs> most exclusively about the much hailed Superman Year One, very anticipated. It was one of the first announced Black Label titles. Yes. And so it's, you know, here it is. It's finally here. The day has arrived. Frank Miller's uh, opus where he's going to take, give you his take on Superman unless you count the last three books he wrote that also co-starred Superman. So uh, let's jump into them. You have a couple more books than me. I really only have one because everything else I read was just catching up because of the news earlier this week that like Doctor Strange was going to be canceled. Oh uh, no, Doctor Strange has been canceled. Yeah, Mark Wade. I mean, like it is oh no for me, but I know in the back of my mind that there'll probably be another Strange book coming out at some point because they'll do Doctor Strange. The movie will. Yeah, when they start production on Doctor Strange two, you guarantee. A, a comic book time. Exactly. So I'm kind of like, all right, I have not been digging Wade's run. I know a lot of people have been. It's just not been my cup of tea. So I was like, let me catch up on it just in terms of that. So that's what I really did this week. And it's fine. Sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's like, fine. it was not your cup of tea when it started. It, it wasn't, wasn't going to start getting great. And like, honestly, it just feels like right now he's just like throwing everything at it. Like, he's just like, oh, this, that, this, 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 whatever. Well, I'm sure they probably sold him like, because behind the scenes baseball, I'm sure Wade is privy to Sapolsky's ear. I'm sure he was like, sure. you're probably only going to get like 14 issues. Right. And my understanding is moving on to like a Sue Storm book. Yes, he's going to be doing The Invisible Woman. So fine. Which, by the way, like, great idea, and I like the concept. You, what's funny about that is from the get-go with this book, I was like, it's like Wade wants to write Fantastic Four. Probably does. He has written them in the past. He's done a good job with that team. So Makes the sense fact that, he would that want he's it. going to Sue Storm, I'm like, yeah, you got what you wanted by not writing a book I cared about. Right. So thank you. Um, now, this run so far, I've just kind of talked about it like in terms of like news, I suppose. Yeah, it's kind like of a news segment. In, in the context of its cancellation, you've caught up I've caught it. up, because I've let it like slide. I've been buying it, but just not reading it. So it's more it. like Tiff's take. Tiff's take on what's happening in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, it feels honestly like he's trying to like tell an old school style story that which is admittedly cool yeah but it doesn't feel like it's as tight as it should be like the it has like a you know it doesn't matter let's just like i need this plot to happen kind of like get go to it right and now it's just like 
it's almost as though he's being paid by the villain. Oh. Like, how many villains can I get in here? Yeah, well, I also want to show... Like, I'm only going to use the villains that, like, you can name on one hand the yeah. Doctor Strange's face. Yeah, and honestly, I think part of, like, my problem with it as well is the fact that it... It's another example where it's just, like, Doctor Strange can only tell or be part of world-ending events. Yeah. Or, like, in this case, universe-crumbling events, mm. which is what's been going on. Is the idea of Doctor Strange being in Galactus's Herald cool? Yeah. Yeah. Were it earned. Right. Which I didn't feel like it was, that's, honestly. And it's only for like a hot second. No. That's that's a problem that Marvel has in general. Yeah. Where it's like they don't want to build towards the thing that is awesome. Yeah. No, it's, like it's you, true. It's like you're in a pitch session. You're like, okay, we're going to do like these 13, 12, 14 issues. Yeah. And then it's going to come to this moment. Boom. Then we're going to do that. And they're like, whoa, whoa, that boom moment. Can that happen in like the first issue? Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, like well, I mean, it, could it like not? Yes, yeah. it can, but it doesn't feel, it wouldn't really be as satisfying. And they're like, right. yeah, but we're trying to sell comics. Right. And he's not so much... He's a herald in name only. Mm -hmm. Like, he does not get to power cosmic or anything like that. He's literally just, because Dormammu is clearly in the dark dimension. He's like, basically the crux of this is the Dormammu gets shoved into the dark dimension. And since he's a being of science. No, no, no. Galactus gets uh, Galactus. sent to the dark dimension. Because I keep throwing Dormammu in I know, because Dormammu. Galactus gets shoved into the dark dimension. And because he's a being of science, which I was like, he's a cosmic being? Yeah, is that and technically while, science? I mean, like. The I don't know, because like, honestly, it's like. I always thought there was something, yes, sci-fi about cosmic beings, but also something intrinsically supernatural about them. Mm. You know what I mean? But maybe it's an interesting just, take. I don't was... know if I would agree with you, but I, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't say that Galactus is a science fiction villain. Right, exactly. You know, is... I mean, he is, like, typically he is defeated via science. Yes, and his origins come from... The being big... like a guy, like yes. a real man who was changed by exactly. like, the Big Bang. But like he is a force of science in this. And, and then... a force of nature as well. Right. But like they're like, you throw, throw him in the dark dimension. It's going to like, or in a mystical dimension, it's going to mess everything up. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to be messed up and um, it's going to cause things to basically start unraveling in our our dimension. Okay. And this one. And I was like. I guess, but like it's more that they just keep saying it, right? But and it's we don't like, actually we see just, the ramifications. If of we it. just keep saying it, then then it's fact. Yeah, that's the kind of like that's not enough. It's not enough for me. And honestly, it, Wade's entire run has felt like he's just doing what Aaron did. Because mm. what took away magic in Aaron's run, it was a it was that a was an cult of science. Yeah, cult. Right? Like I'm just like, dude, come on, come on, you're better than this. I feel like I feel like you should be better should be. than this. Yeah. Um. So anyway. I don't know. Like, I, I'm sad that the years that I've had of having Doctor Strange books is coming to an end. Yeah. Um, I feel like there have been ups and downs for me, and I think for a lot of people, because just because I loved Aaron's run doesn't mean everybody loved Aaron's run. Just because I was less a fan of Kate's, but now like Kate's more than Wade's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hopeless for me was just, that was a shame. You right. You did tie-ins and you didn't do it well. No. Sorry. Um... But like it's sad for me. Um, but I, I, it's gonna be back. He's gonna be back, oh, and yeah. it's gonna be fine. And I just hope that when he's back, it's with gusto and not with a rehashing of everything we've just seen. Because, like, it's really easy for everyone to be like, "All right, how do I deal with Strange's magic? I'll take it away from him for a while." And it's like, we, we did that, and we did that really well. Yeah. And now we're doing it again, and and we did it before, and it's just like it's enough. Like, yeah. It's cool. Just tell a normal story. Exactly. It's okay. Right. It's gonna be fine. Um, so if you haven't been on the Doctor Strange bandwagon, 
Our, Stay your, voice, your voices were heard in Marvel's canceled That's true. Book. Yeah. So issue 15 is going to be coming out on Wednesday. Yep. And then there's basically five more issues. So I'm interested to see if he's going to wrap up this arc in 15 and then tell a mini arc. Yeah. I mean, like, well, if you remember Mark Wade's last know. word on Doctor Strange was in his mini series, The Doctor is Out, yeah. which was set up by Bendis making Doctor Strange lose the title Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Wade set up this mini series where he invented a new character, had that character in some trouble and then left her in limbo. Yeah, well, she's back. I know, but I'm just saying, like, when he stopped writing that mini, yeah, that was it, and he didn't give it a satisfying conclusion and then immediately picked up about 10 years later. Right, and I feel like character. we're not going to get a, a conclusion on this either because he has set up so many little threads and I there's no way he could possibly tie them all satisfyingly up. tie them all up. No, I'm sure he will tie them all off because... I think he, th because of all of the telling, not showing that's mm -hmm. going on in the book, I think that's probably, he'll be like, oh, and uh, and I'm sure there'll be a scene, I can imagine it right now, where Strange is in the Sanctum and he's talking to a character that's just created to bounce words off of. Sure. And they ask him questions about, like, what about this, 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 and this? It's like, you know, like eight panels or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Strange is like, oh, that? And then just barely sure. scratches the surface yeah, of what that's all about. Yeah, he's because got, he's got... What's her name who came back? I can't even remember what her no. name was. Is it with a Z? No, that's that's Zelma. Mm. That's Aaron's creation. I meant his creation. Yes, Who no. came back. He's got the accountant, the right. like mystical oh, accountant. God. And now he's uh, setting up the fact that he like he and Clea might be rekindling a romance. Yeah, and I'm like, probably and, not, though. And you have five issues left. Yeah. There you go. What are you going to do? I don't know. Um, but I just want to do a little recap because we haven't really been talking about Doctor Strange probably in like a couple of months. Yeah. And just with this news, you know, that happened. It kind of got overshadowed for me because of the retiring of the Vertigo label. Yes. And the ramifications of that, honestly. And I know a lot of people are like, what does it matter? Or not a lot of people. Some people were like, what does it matter? They were, yeah. It's all moving over to a, just under the black label. And it's... He's going to sneeze. Nope. Okay. See, that was like an unsatisfying ending. Right I know, there. sorry. Um, anyway. I'm um, Wade. Um, <laughs> um, for me, it just comes down to the fact of what Vertigo meant back in the day. Um, it was the idea of like what Image has become in a way where it's like independent creators like creating things, but having basically a larger audience to speak to and having the ability to tell a, an adult story for an adult audience yeah. without a lot of like meddling. It uh, Vertigo fell by the wayside with the departure of Karen Berger, obviously. Yep. And it's just been languishing in, like, mediocrity. Yeah. Uh, upon its reinvigoration. That's I think, eight months ago. Yes. I think they made a mistake in in putting um, Gaiman basically, not in charge, but, like, okaying the stories. Because the reason Gaiman was successful with Salmon was because he had an editor like Karen Berger who wasn't intrinsically tied to that universe. And instead they selected just one universe to expand upon instead of, like, going back in and delving into what made Vertigo so great. Right. Um, so for me, it's just, it's sad to see that time change and the fact that now everything will be under DC fully, and so I don't think we'll be getting that level of story any longer. Yeah. The other problem that I had, somebody asked me to weigh in as well about the Vertigo thing, and people were really, like, kind of vehement about how little it matters. You know, they were like, why are you getting so upset about it? Stop talking about it. Which actually I think is a good indicator that like we should be talking about it and that like it's a good thing to be discussing because we're rattling cages and making people upset. And the reason why they're getting upset is because they don't like understand nor do they respect it and they don't want to hear the bad news and they don't want to think about the larger looming issue mm -hmm. at large. And that issue is this. Because I've heard a lot of things. I heard, uh, I saw actually a former Vertigo author 
uh, talking about how it's like, why are we talking about this death when we should be talking about all these great imprints from these independent publishers right. that, that capture 0.02% of the market? Like, maybe because... It's one thing to have an independent publisher making groundbreaking comics that no one's reading. Yeah. And it's another entirely to have 50% of the market share behind independent-esque titles. Yes. And encouraging newer authors to get into the industry on a higher profile level. Right. Vertigo no. represented that. I... And the dissolution of Vertigo, I'm sorry to interrupt, okay. but like... The dissolution of Vertigo represents a fundamental shift and an embracing of what we've all kind of been thinking about and talking about quietly to each other, that Marvel and DC really don't give a shit about comics anymore. Yeah, I think it's it's not even that. I think that it shows... But they a, don't. I think it shows a fundamental mistrust between the corporate and the creators. Well, certainly both have had their issues with each other. Yes. And that's always been a thing. It's, oh, I mean, it's yeah. certainly been a thing since it, like, you know, since the beginning. Right. Well, I was uh, literally just reading an interview. Um, with Gaiman, yeah. With, with Gaiman, in which they mentioned the fact that, like, when he was, this was during his time period of writing Sandman. So this is back in the 90s. Um, and he was pretty much wrapping it up. He was on the Kindly Ones. who had Kindly Ones coming out, and then The Wake was going to follow. And, um... He mentioned they mentioned the fact in like the interviewer was like you've been writing this basically unhindered by anyone in charge. Yeah. And like just how incredible that is obviously. And it comes down to the fact that they trusted him yes. as a creator because he had the ability to self-edit himself. Right. Um, like like he, Grant Morrison can't. Well, yes, but I mean like self-edit himself and like he trusted his audience with a certain level of maturity, yeah. but he didn't push it too far necessarily. He took ownership and accountability for the stories that's, he was putting and that's out the there. Big, that's the big caveat is accountability because yes. like no editor wants to take accountability for like stifling a creator. No creator mm -hmm. wants to take accountability for the impact that their like creative footprint has on the, the, the audience. Right. Right. And, and I feel like it's better, like not that a, there's like a, there's like a fine line here between like, censoring creativity yeah but like i feel like if creativity needs to be if you need to have accountability on your creativity isn't it better for the artist to have that accountability than have Ye someone tell them they can't do it yes but i can't trust that a creator will I know. be that way and so you need oversight right and adversity does breed ingenuity right so i i i believe in the editor creator relationship i absolutely agree with that but i think the reason that like back in the day vertigo flourished in the way that it did was first of all a lot of those books did start in under dc to begin with and they realized they were like these oh are these are actually kind of not we and i'm sure they got a lot of backlash yeah, from they, like retailers who were like what are you doing yeah this is hard for us to just slap the dc label on it let's shift it over here yep but the creators who were, were creating at that time period had a, a great relationship with their editors. Yes. And the editors were able to trust them in what they were putting out there. Also, they knew they were putting it out under an adult like label. Yeah. And so they were able to tell their stories the way that they wanted to tell them. Yeah. It just comes down to the fact is like with where with what we've seen happen with black label, yeah. I think Oh, black label. Um, we're not gonna be seeing the maturity that Vertigo had. And that's, that's right. why I'm sad. And honestly, seeing what they're going to be doing with some of these characters, the fact that um Swamp Thing is going to a young adult comic and little Johnny Constantine will be debuting in a middle grade comic. 
that's, really that's, like is like a slap in the face yeah. to Vertigo fans. That is straight up the Watchmen babies joke from The Simpsons. Like it is basically just like, okay, so I'm gonna take this fundamentally adult themed character and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn them young and I'm gonna make them for an all ages audience. Yeah. Like and I can imagine people devils advocating because I don't know why that people within the industry or within the fandom want to devil's advocate things that are in direct opposition to their own interests where yeah. they're like, oh, I mean, isn't there room? Isn't there room for a child themed yeah. Constantine? Can't we have a, a, a toddler book watchman? Can't we have a, a, a V from Vendetta that is just for kids? And it's like, no. Yeah. Because they're fundamentally not oriented for that. Yeah. Because when you change it to that degree, because they were created in this circumstance to be oriented for a specific target audience, mm -hmm. when you change it, don't you change it to the point where it is unrecognizable as the thing it was. Yep. And what's the point of making an all-ages Constantine anyway? Like, who are you trying to get? Yeah. Well, how many children under the age of 12 are reading Constantine or who are not reading Constantine, who would suddenly become flourishing DC Comics fans were only they were to get their mm -hmm. hands on an all-ages Hellblazer book. Right. Doesn't right, make any right. sense. Yeah. And it's and it's it, it's such a it's such a fundamentally tone-deaf response to how the industry is reacting to a constant flourishing of alternation of, of alternatives to itself. Yeah. Like the industry is like, well, shit. Uh, it used to be that we were battling against, like, oh, I don't know, tiddlywinks, jacks, mm -hmm. uh, sex, and television and movies. But now I got to deal with, like, streaming services and video games and movies, TV, yeah. and everything else. And instead of just catering for markets that are specifically for those things, yeah. we're going to, like, consolidate everything. And and sanitize it to a point where it's unrecognizable, and it and, and it's, it appeals to no one. Yep. Like you've watered it down to the point where it has no flavor now. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, it, it's so frustrating to hear that the company that created something that like set a set ablaze the comic book industry creatively mm -hmm. is now doing almost practically the opposite. Yeah. We are in the same year we're publishing a Watchmen sequel. We're going to be putting out a Constantine kids book. Yeah. I just, and we're like, and we're dissolving vertigo, right? Like I wanted, dissolving it. I wanted to double check. And yeah, there are several articles about this. The name of the Constantine uh, graphic novel for middle grade, uh, DC kids, middle grade readers coming out in 2020 and 2021 is The Mystery of the Meanest Teacher, colon, a Johnny Constantine graphic novel. Johnny Constantine. Written by Ryan North. Oi! Yeah. So, that's what we're looking at right now. It's just um, so stupid. It is frustrating, the fact that this articles, or these the articles of these various things came out like two days ago. It was like, we found it, it was being dissolved. Here's this lineup for all these young adult yeah. weird things. And it's like, I get it, you're scrambling for ideas for that. But... Don't take these characters from so far from what they once were. Yeah. The other thing is, like, I, I, I've been seeing, like, well, what about making Hellblazer like a teen-only book? You know who read Sandman and <laughs> Hellblazer? They weren't forty-five-year-old men. No, it was like it was it was high schools and it was it was, it was senior high school. It was thirteen-year-olds. Yeah. To nineteen-year-olds. I'd say fifteen. I think really. Because here's the thing: when I was thirteen, I was starving 
for adult oriented stuff. That's fair. And because comics kind of flipped slipped under the radar, yeah. I was able to get it. And now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's easy, it's even easier to get all to get to get adult ages comics mm-hmm. without having to run them past my parents. Right. So like, no, publish the real shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you're it's not like the movies where like, oh, we're going to buy a ticket for the Toy Story movie, but I'm really going to go see the R-rated movie. Right, which right, right. I don't think think you have to worry about that anymore. But like just bu- just put out the books, the audience will find it. Yeah. yeah. Or not, and then you can't make that book anymore. Because, like, no one's buying it, like Doctor Strange. <laughs> exactly. But, like, no, the, 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 the collapse of Vertigo, no, and the reality is, like, it's an imprint, it's a label, anyone can r- bring it back, you get a new editor, no, and you get like, whatever. No, and it may, but it, it will... It's a, it's, a, it's a thematic, yeah, like, representation of the overall problem mm-hmm. that we've been talking about for a couple of years now. Yeah. To the point where they were like, oh, we're making Black Label. It's this adult-themed, oh, shit! We can't have too many adult things in there. Actually, now it's going to be like an Elseworlds book. Right. And actually, also, you don't even really need Vertigo because we're going to put the Vertigo books out here. Yeah. Oh, but you can't, though, because they can't be too envelope-pushing. Right. Otherwise, we won't put them out or we'll censor them to the point where Damned, which should have come out like a year ago, is the final issue is coming out next week. Right. Well, I was going to say, can you imagine uh, in this day and age someone pitching Preacher? Yeah. To, no. To Black Label? Oh, uh, actually, I'll, I'll do you one better. They pitched a Superman is Jesus book to Black Label. They approved it. Oh, and then after Damned, they're like, never mind. And they canceled it. <sighs> and but, but, but I will say this. DC did give the creative team the luxury of being allowed to take that book and bring it to an independent publisher. Where they can be, where they can finally have their have their message. Great. Like we're gonna have they, where the audience will find it. Right, right. If your comic shop orders the the goddamn thing, mm-hmm. it's just frustrating that that that, that this is happening. Yeah. And, and it's like in direct opposition to success and yeah. to rationality, because like damned would have sold like gangbusters if you had just leaned into it. Yeah. But no. And Vertigo could have been something if you actually had, like, an idea behind it. Just like New 52 would have actually been, like, a successful idea. It was successful initially in finances, but it wasn't a successful creative endeavor. Right. Because there was no forethought. It was just a reaction. It was an opportunity they took without any planning. And this is DC's problem every time. Yeah. They never check the water for ice before they plunge right in. (laughs) No, absolutely. Um... We have to jump in. We have to keep going. But yeah. what's your final thought on the Vertigo thing? Slash, uh, no. slash Johnny Constantine. Johnny Constantine. That one like really pissed me off. It's I mean, just... there's so many other titles that are coming out under these like, young adult readers. And here's the thing. Do I love the idea of creating young adult content? Yes. They did that. Didn't Bendis have a whole thing? Yeah, I think they're being rolled into this. Right? Wasn't that like the Wonder Comics? Wasn't yeah. that his whole initiative? Yeah, no. I think it's all being rolled into this. Um, but I, I appreciate that. And I love that idea. But don't announce this right after you say you're retiring. <laughs> well, that, that just that like shows that no one's at the they wheel. Flourish. No, they're just like herpaderp. We we you know oh we're gonna cancel Vertigo and in the same sentence talk about how we're like I don't know I don't even know what the term is. Yeah, uh, I don't. But know. It, it, it really feels like, again like it does feel like a slap in the face. It it really does. It's just like. It's a piss in the face. Yeah, and like I get it. A lot of people are like, Vertigo's been dead, and it's like Vertigo never was given a fair chance. Again, they handed it to to Gaiman and other people who were like working on that, 
and developed the Sandman universe. Right, that's not what like, Vertigo that's was. Not what Vertigo Sandman was. was a piece of Vertigo. Yeah. But there were so many other hands that went into that and so many other creators who went into that. And it was such a mistake to hand it to a single creator and not just bring in another strong editor. Remember when you released the, the hashtag Remember Vertigo? It was yeah. a couple days ago. Hashtag Remember Vertigo. That... That the 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 uh, the amount of books I saw from that tag and from the conversation that followed over on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and actually in our community tab, if you go to our community tab, oh nice, you'll find a conversation you can jump into if you're on YouTube right now. You That's can actually great. do that right now. Uh, but like a ton of books, no, no, like Sandman, sure, but also Preacher and American Vampire and Swamp Thing and like Why the Last Man, Why the Last Man, Fables, and none of them are in the same universe, and nope. all of them are except for Sandman and Swamp Thing. But like <laughs> for the most part, most of them are not in the same universe, and they all are so different from each other. And it's like Vertigo wasn't a Sandman universe title. No, what are you doing? No, no, Vertigo was just like. Vertigo that was just was, they don't know what to do. Yeah. No, they really didn't know what to do, and, and they had lost their guidance, and they lost their way, and I think DC Editorial clearly had too great of an influence on what was happening over there. They went the safe route because they felt like they could trust I Neil, think, and I think you can trust Neil. I don't Neil, even think it was safe. But to be fair, Neil didn't write any of these books. No. No, Neil yeah. said, that's an okay story, that's an okay story, that's an okay story, but he didn't write them. Yeah. Well, and DC clearly didn't have For universe, any saying. real belief in it because, like, how many of you bought it? How many of those books survived? Yeah. How many of those books were promoted yeah. in any significant way? No, it's true. It's true. They were just... So... They were... It, it is what it is. Um, so we'll be saying goodbye to Vertigo for the time being. Yeah. And again, that doesn't mean it can't come back. I no. know people are like, it's going to come back. And it's like, yes, it might. It yeah. may never be the same. No. And like, it may just be one of those things where it's like... That's fine. It, like, it, maybe okay. it should be. It, yeah. Or like, it just needs to be respected. And right. like, the, 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 the creations that came out of it need to, to carry weight. Yes. And, and respect. stand on their own. That's... Well, I mean, like, I think they need to carry the weight of what they were and what it meant for a while. Yes. And, like, we need to not forget that. No, I like, agree. Like, that comics can be adults, for adults, and they can have adult themes in them, and they can tell great stories, and we can still have comics that, like, exist for all ages. Yeah. And we can still have them over there, and it's okay for Vertigo to have existed, and for, like, books like Transmetropolitan right. to have existed as well. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, we also wanted to mention that this is a collaborative show, despite the fact that uh, we've, we've been, been nothing but talking. Uh, if you use the super chats, we encourage you to uh, voice your opinion and share your thoughts or ask your questions, and we'll make it part of the show. Uh, we focus entirely on the super chats just because, like, we allow the chat to have its own conversation. Super chats are for our conversation, and also because it, it keeps these lights on right over here. Uh, so right. thank you very much. Uh, let's jump into them. Uh, As if Sayed helping us out. Thank, thank you very you. much. Adam Asamoa, first keep uh, Comic Pop Draws. It was great. Thank Comic you. Draws is a show that we uh, created. Tiffany That's created right. entirely. Uh, it was a great like, you know, drawing challenge show. Yes. Uh, didn't do nearly as well as we'd expected, but like I was. I'm doing it again. But we're gonna keep doing it anyway because it's a good show. I don't and, care. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it really feels like there's like a boot on our channel, like the way that know. there's a boot on a car. Yeah, like you can't go. Like we can't go. Like there's just like there's something in the way that is like actually external. Uh, Flashpool says, "Tiff, your hat is dope." Tiffany's Thank wearing a hat. You. I love my hat. But Thank you, you so hat. much. Matt Shirley, do you think Burns Luther will ever come back? Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like he never really left. Burns Luther was like, like a, like a scientist, but like, uh, like an evil mad scientist. But they like kind of blended the whole like. 
Right, now he's... Businessman. Yeah, he's way now more... Now he's whatever the hell. <laughs> now he's whatever Snyder wants him to be. He's whatever they think an evil, like, you know, mega conglomerate owner well, would like, be. Well, he, like, he, he's whatever, like a... Like a I don't know. He's like <laughs> Owlman in, in Christ on Two Earths. Uh, Zach Maxfield says, Thoughts on Chip Zdarsky's current Daredevil run? It's great. Pick it up. Buy to Zdarsky's Daredevil. It's a great series. There you go. You'll be glad you did. Uh, Scoro says, Although it was creatively driven, Vertigo still had some shifting, some stifling of creativity like Alice's Hellblazer. Uh, shoot for not being published at the time. Uh, yeah, there was there was creative stifling. Sure. I mean, like, they didn't approve everything. No. It and wasn't, that's... and it wasn't, that's not the point. No, no. The point is that most of it was approved. The fact is, like, uh, Gaiman also in that interview I was reading mentioned that there was an artist he really wanted to work with, but Karen Berger was like, I don't think that's a good idea because the, it was a little too cartoony, and it was probably a good call. Right. Like, an editor is there to help a creator, should be there to help a creator create the best possible product. Yeah. Or, uh, like, creation. Exactly. <laughs> Price 8040, Salrant, uh, in, <laughs> in all seriousness, is sad. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Felix Nolasco says, stick it to the man, Sal. I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, I'm just saying these things because, like, we are all, like, many, like, I, that's how I feel. Yeah. I'm not trying to, like, stick it. I'm just, you know. No, we're just getting it out there. Getting just, some thoughts out there. D David22 uh, says, Sal, give Watchmen Babies a chance. It could work. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, like, and then it could be an animated series and it could be a toy line. I mean, like, you know, the, the sky's the limit as far as Sounds the good. marketability of Watchmen mm -hmm. Babies. Kevin Vu says DC should own a milestone. It does. Uh, DC like acquired milestone, but then didn't realize that they had to pay their creators every time they like made money off of it, and so they tried to make a secret deal behind the backs of the like owners slash owners of the estates of the creators of Milestone mm -hmm. to create Milestone 2.0, yeah. which is why you saw an announcement for Milestone characters and then nothing ever happened about it and they don't talk about it because yeah. like they tried to create like a, 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 like a parallel Milestone that allowed, that used characters that like they got like signed off on and also characters that were like creation adjacent. Mm -hmm. um, again, more shady bullshit. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez turned mature characters all ages uh but also force a fun and youthful Superboy Super Son. Everyone loved to grow up. Yeah. Uh, DC Logic, not listening since always. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it's they're, they're just nothing but contradictions. Yeah. Now, like that being said, like if the Bendis book really did, like if the issue where John turns into a teenager was like crazy great sales and the response from the audience was that of like overwhelming positivity, uh, then like I'll be the first to shut up about it. You yeah. know, to be like, you know, or at least add the caveat of like they, they changed John. Uh, into a, into a teenager, which sucks for me, but not for everybody because apparently I'm wrong. Like, you know, I'll 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 definitely add that caveat if you can prove it, but you can't because it's not. Because but it is still a bizarre idea to take a a, a hard drinking, chain smoking, cancer ridden, demon fighting, demon fighting like asshole <laughs> and turn him into like a little boy. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And how about a smile? Mm. <laughs> Meow Nian says, hey, Sal, do you feel like this is a very reactionary top-down initiative from DC's parent company in response to, boy, DC stuff sure is too dark for me. I have no fucking idea. It feels like they felt like they were spiraling out of control and had too many things going on, and so they were like, just scale it back. I Cut don't know. Cut off all the limbs. Like, I would love to know, like, how much is, like, the three or four 
creative voices behind the scenes that drive everything that happens at DC and how much of it was corporate. Cause like, it's easy to just say like the corporate overlords ruined everything, AT&T Warners. But like, I don't know that. And I don't know that because like, I don't have a statement. I don't have a name. I don't have anything to back up any, any kind of like true stance on that subject. I mean, like you can say anything, but without evidence, you're only as good as like, people's belief in what you're saying yeah and so like you need to have some kind of like foundation of truth at the core mm -hmm. and so like i don't know how much of it was you know cre uh, parent company driven yeah i know that like forever warner brothers didn't give a shit and mm -hmm. left dc alone right and now they're not yeah like or now dc is suddenly like really concerned with image so i'm sure that's a thing yeah uh, Greg Demage says, "Hey Tiff, did you hear Ironheart is meeting Doctor Strange?" I didn't. It's, if Wade's not writing it, I might check it right. out. <laughs> Tardis Man eighty five says, "Hey Sal, what'd you think of Medieval in Debt in Debtcom?" Yeah, Detective. Oh, Comics. Detective Comics. I uh, had a while here to sit here and figure you. that out. I was like, uh, I dropped that book. I don't care about the Arkham Knight, and I found it really boring. I love Tomasi, but like I couldn't read it anymore. There you go. So I dropped that book. Okay. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry, but thank you very much for the recommendation. Um, before we jump into the other book that, that we want to talk the, about, the book we actually want to talk about, yeah. I do want to like give a shout out to the fact that I picked up Aquaman. This is like the most Aquaman I've ever read. It's two issues right in a row. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, thanks to uh, the amazing art of Victor Bogdanovic. Um, you Ooh, know, great. He's a great guy. Honestly. Friend of the show. We Friend of the back. show. Very nice guy. Um, he reminded me that it was coming out thanks to a spectacular panel that he tweeted yes. of um, the mother shark being, you know, all up in Arthur's face, basically. It's just a spectacular, gorgeous panel yep. um, that he created, and he might make prints out of it. So oh, I hope so. Man, I, I gotta tell you, like, so based on the bombshell reaction of that issue, I would, or at the end of the issue, yeah. uh, I'd say it's the best time to be reading Aquaman. I honestly, here's the thing, guys. I'm not, like, uh, not not saying I'm not a fan of Aquaman. I'm just not an Aquaman reader. Um, so I've just been really enjoying these past two issues. And this issue in particular, I really love the exploration and celebration of the romance between Mera and Arthur. Yep. And how, like, in love they are, how they're treating uh, Arthur Curry right now with a bit more humor. Yep. Um, which I'm really digging on. Um, he just really wants to hang out with her and be with her and stuff like that. And they can't. She's like, I'm, I'm ruling Atlantis right now. Yeah, exactly. And spoilers, um, she's pregnant. Yes. And, uh, that's a big bombshell that leads to her killing him, which yeah. leads to this whole mother shark incident. Right. Um, I, I kind of love that. I mean, like I've always thought that they were a great pairing again, having not really read them yeah. all that much. Just when I've seen them together, I like their relationship it's yeah. like weirdly realish you know right. what i mean it's not all perfect in sunshine no, and daisies yeah um and in particular in this it clearly is not um obviously she just can't handle his reaction because he's having all these inside thoughts and not sharing them mm -hmm. because he's not ready to share them and she can't handle that because like she just told him something that's like truly life-changing for both of them yes and uh, he wants to leave right and so like she loses control of her abilities and ends up killing him yep. and clearly herself right and like, so she comes back though too. Oh. So they're both back. And like, I've just been like, I'm really interested in this now. I have no idea, honestly, what's been going on, but like, I'm loving the art. I feel like Victor has come so far in his artistic career and I can't wait to see more of where he is going with this. So just all in. Yeah. All in. Totally. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, jumping into the book of the hour, 
this was the first book they were threatening uh, from the Black Label line. Well, not the first, but like they were threatening during this. Uh, here it is, Superman Year One from Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. It's part one of three. Yep. It is obviously an oversized edition. I was wrong, by the way. I told somebody on Twitter I feel really bad about it. Uh, when they launched Last Night on Earth number one, I assumed it was oversized because, like, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. But no, it's standard size, and actually, it really is a detriment to that book. The book is like the book feels small. It looks small. Yeah. The art is great and grand and amazing. Definitely could have taken full advantage of it since Scott Snyder practically runs DC now. Right. Well, maybe Capullo didn't want that. I can imagine him not wanting it, but like I could also imagine like why wouldn't he want it? I've never seen Capullo mm. do anything with like new, with different formats or at the very least oversized formats. Be a great opportunity for them to do that. So let's jump into this. But before we do, uh, Felix Nolasco says Hellblazer was the first was in the DC universe and then failed. Uh, yes, when they brought it into the DC universe. Well, I mean, like John Constantine. They was shot technically- that in. Well, he was yeah. Hellblazer started in DC and yes. then was shifted into Vertigo, Vertigo where he flourished, I yes. would say. Um, and then when they brought him back, I think, in New 52, yes, it was did. a disaster because they put him in America. Right. They just completely, and they took the teeth out of it. Like, yeah. that's what it is. They took the teeth out of these out of these books well, like and I, these characters. I, I've been saying this for, like, I said this a couple of episodes ago, characters like Hellblade, like, characters like John Constantine, Swamp Thing, maybe some, maybe some people can't, Maybe some characters are only really well written by a certain handful of people. Yeah, and, and that's... it's like just don't use him anymore. Yeah. Uh, Greg Demage says, "Whose magic system do you like better, DC or Marvel, or both?" Uh, for both of you guys, the question is that and why. Um, I uh, understand Marvels better, but I feel like it's more childlike, like it's more silly and fun. DC's feels like it has actual like weight and like complication like i find magic to be impenetrable and difficult to really like grasp Mm -hmm. and i think that dc does a really good job of reflecting that like my lost in the woodsness about magic right which i like you know like parliament of trees and the the red and all that stuff that there's these elements that all make up this patchwork that is dc magic mm -hmm. i think that's really cool although i also find it impenetrable and i don't want to read about it Marvels, it's like magic. Someone has a mutant ability to control it for God's sake. Like that's that I I get that because I don't have to get it. Right. It's it's literally just Stanley versus anybody else. Like Stanley's like, how about he has magic? I don't want to write anything anymore. Like how about just whatever? Like right. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. That's my magic for me. Like, I like them both. Um, I think what what you feel about DCs is that like we've seen a stronger development of that, and again, in part due to the fact that we have characters like Wonder Woman. Yes. And you have the uh, ability to literally pinpoint, like, the uh, supernatural or mystical elements of the Greek, like, pantheon mm-hmm. going on there. Literally, you have a pantheon. Right. Right there. And, like, so I think that's a little you bit have the easier. pantheon in Marvel, too. I know, but it's a little more... I feel like it's more in your face mm. here because, like, Wonder Woman's still... Um, With Wonder Woman being directly from it. I mean, but you got well, Hercules say, she, over, she's, over Marvel. She's, like, she's part of the Trinity. You know yes. what I mean? Like, Yeah, Hercules <laughs> is an Avenger. <laughs> just, and, like, you know, so not, just, not a... Yeah. She's still relevant. Right, You know exactly. what I mean? Um, and honestly... And I you know the fudge Wonder Woman's origin to make her work? Hercules is like, well, eh... You know, it's funny though. On the other hand, you do have Thor and his, but then they they, they go back and forth as to what it is. Is it actually magic? Is it not? Are is it whatever? Aliens, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it, there's been that going on. I think though, you find often in in DC again, thanks to a lot of Vertigo books, there's more development in terms of magic. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of those who have been writing that 
really um, pay attention. Yeah. And like honor the creations of those who come beforehand. Right. Um, obviously, I love Doctor Strange. Let's be honest; it started off with just a bunch of random mumbo jumbo that they found and just threw at the walls, and yeah. like from that lore was created. Obviously, the other side is doing that as well. Right. And I think that there is some deep lore involved with, um, you know, Doctor Strange in particular and Marvel itself. But I think it's just let's explore it. Yes. Um, at least currently. Didn't they talk about the origin of magic recently? Where it was like, oh no, that was. That was, that was, yeah, never mind. <laughs> that was Doomsday Clock. Right. So anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Superman, yeah. year one, this book came out. It came out. And I guarantee it won't be too late when book two comes out. Uh, so, okay. It's Frank Miller's version of uh, the origin of Superman. Yeah. It's set in the Millerverse. So it's the same Superman that fights Batman in Dark Knight Returns. And everything after that. Right, which is bizarre. Yeah, it's actually kind of, like, too bad. Well, it's just, I don't understand, because, like, you seem to indicate, not not to indicate, but you thought I thought you had heard that, like, Frank really likes Superman, and, like, he's looking forward to telling this story. But yes. it's like, then you can't put it in the Millerverse. No, because Frank was like, no, when you read about Superman, you're reading it from Batman's perspective. It's all horseshit, but, like, the fact <laughs> is, Frank said in interviews that, like, the reason why Superman, like, looks like a jackbooted Gestapo thug and the yeah. reason why he's such a toolbox is because you're looking at it from a bat... I'm writing a Batman book. Right. So, obviously, like, no one will be as cool or great as Batman in the Batman book. But I'm writing a Superman book, like, Batman will look like a lunatic, anarchist, asshole, jerk if he were to be in it. Like, so it'd be very, you know... And it's like, no, you're just... No. Yeah, you just want to have your cake and eat it, too. Yes, and I get that, and you do with this. This is a complete, it's just another origin of Superman. Yep, that's what it is. And it's Frank's version, so, like, everyone's insane, and it does take liberties and and and, 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 and changes some fundamental things. That doesn't change him because it's its, its own universe. It's right. It's its own thing. I struggled a little bit with this book, honestly, at yes. times, especially with the narration. Oh, big time. I was like, who's the narrator? Like, I think it's Superman. I Well, yeah, but that was what I struggled with. I was like, oh, it's Superman. Oh, maybe it's not Superman. Right. Oh, it's Superman. Wait, no, it's not Superman. Like, no, yeah. the way that the tenses change yes. and the, like, I guess the perspective mm -hmm. of them, like, what level narrator they are, I was uh -huh. like, I, I don't know what's going on here. Yes. Um, I remember a lot of people were anticipating not only our reaction, but also reading it themselves because they were like, oh boy, Frank Miller, he's out of his mind. Let's see what his crazy <laughs> Dark Knight Strikes Again version of Superman is. Uh, I'm actually amazed at how boring this is. Yeah. Like, I like slow burns i enjoy superman origins okay and yet this was like really hard to get through uh every time that i was like i came to a chapter break yeah because it feels there's like several chapters in this book yes. without there actually being like identifiable chapters yeah 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 uh i was like oh yeah well i need to take a break but then i realized if i did i'd forget everything that happened in the last part of the story okay because of how like simultaneously generic and also boring it was I, I, I'm, I mean, it's very harsh to say that this book was boring and generic. Mm -hmm. So anyway, what do you think about this book? I didn't think it was boring and generic. I was, of course, expecting a little more lunacy. I think I found more of that sort of like, what the hell's happening? And at, at times, the dialogue didn't quite flow the way it should have. No, not or, especially. You no, know, whatever. Like, I get it. Fine, whatever. But like, what I did enjoy about it was 
the part the portion in which um Clark is in school but not in high school or maybe he's like a freshman in high school yeah, I can't tell what he's a freshman, he's a freshman. Think, yeah. his freshman time it was like Frank Miller's take on what it's like to be Stephen King because <laughs> it felt like it was like the, like it it's like here's a bunch of kids together they're having a good time or they're going on adventures mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and there was something kind of endearing about that honestly yeah I was actually taken by the very beginning mm-hmm. of Clark going to school yes uh, I, I was like oh and I think I see where we're going with this. Like, yeah. I uh, I kind of liked Clark and his father going to school. Um, that made like zero sense. Like, why is there a parade? Oh, I don't know. There's always a parade in Smallville. <laughs> uh, I, the 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 idea of Clark like being an outcast deliberately. The fact that he like gravitated towards like the freaks. Yeah. Uh, that's what they're called. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that felt more, like, I think you're right about the Stephen King thing. That felt more like a Stranger Things influence than anything else. Like, oh, sure. Wait, concept... What is that influence? By? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> but, but I mean, like, but some people don't understand that, like. Yeah. Fine. But, Fair it, enough. It, 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 what is Clark a friend? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, okay. You need to throw away your preconceived ideas of, like, what a Superman origin is. I guess. And who Clark Kent Superman is in order to really appreciate this book as its own because, like, all the characters are versions of the characters you remember unless they're new, like, everyone in Clark's friend group. Yeah. Pete Ross is there a little bit, Mm -hmm. but he is in no way influential in Clark's life. No, I think he is. Like, I I really took the the group of friends, like, as actually a, a clever plot device that mm-hmm. I, and i'm gonna put clever in quotes yeah um that frank put in there where it's like clark gravitated towards them because of who he'll become yeah like he is he is drawn to those who need help and those who can't stand up for themselves even if he doesn't recognize why yeah. just yet and perhaps it's the echoing of jor-el Obviously, that was, like, going on while he was, like, flying through space. Uh-huh. Um, or perhaps it is the echoing of Pa himself. Yeah, like, I don't really care for but Pa. But, like, I, I, Pa was fine. I feel like Pa needed a little more page time to actually develop a little more of their relationship. I kind of get it. I just don't... I think it, I think it, Frank's assuming you know. Right, but then he changes it. <laughs> Cause like you're you you know you you know you think you know who Pa is right. Then you watch like Man of Steel and Pa's like maybe you should just let people die. I'm gonna jump in a tornado, but like, and that's not Pa. Right. But then you also like we we've killed like livestock because we diverted a dam. Like whatever. Yeah. Uh, this Pa is like, I get him, and I, there's a couple moments that like actually echo my own childhood where you know these like. Clark is asking Pa at the dinner table, like, what do I, like, what do I do? Do I hit them? Or yeah, do, yeah, yeah. you know, do I try to talk them down? He's like, you talk to them and then you hit them. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. <laughs> That's Pa. But like, this Pa is also like, I don't know, he's kind of insane. Well, I feel like, um, well, yeah, early, the first few pages of this, it's like, it's almost like Frank's dusting off the cobwebs. Yeah. And he didn't go back to fix it. No. Because, like, I feel like it picks up partway through and it's, like, more cogent. Yes. And, like, the book really gets a, a stronger pace to it. Yeah. Um, but, like, nobody told him to go back and adjust the pace at the beginning. No. 
I feel like this part of this part, this part is less preparing Clark in this book mm -hmm. for being a hero and more about having relationships. Yeah. Because he does talk a lot about his relationship with, with Ma. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cute. Yeah. Like he's just like, when after they have that conversation and she's like, no, that's not how it goes. Yes. Then he has a follow up conversation. He's like, here's the thing. Here's the, okay. Here, we're not going to talk about the other thing. Cause you know, I'm right about that. Right. Here's the thing. Listen, your mom is great. Yes, but... But she's not always she's right. She's also a woman, so don't <laughs> no, always listen to her. No, it's not that. He's just says she like, they're not always right. Yes. And I can't say that in front of her because... Because I'll... Then because I'll then be then told I'll, how wrong I am. Because then I have to have like a long, boring conversation. Right? <laughs> I don't want to have that. Yeah, well, um, on that front, because you know, because of the meta-reading, like, you know that, like... Ma is supposed to be Clark's sensitivity. Yes. But also, sh don't... But, like, she's also kind of a dimwit. I guess, like, yeah. She, you know, she's a left-leaning idiot. Yeah. So, like, don't get too... Like, don't take too much stock in what Ma has to say. Right. Like, Pa, he gets it because he admits he doesn't get it. Yeah. Well, I think Frank's changing it to be about more like a father and son thing. Like, yeah. he's harping on Jor-El's lessons as mm -hmm. well as what Pa has to say. Right. And I think we'll probably see more of that develop in the next book if he hasn't already killed him off in between right. books, which could happen. I have no, I doubt it. Right. I would honestly doubt it. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's funny that you mentioned that about Ma because, like, he takes Lana Lang and makes her, like, a pretty strong Yeah, character. I actually find Lana to be very I mean, interesting she in does have. she ends up being saved by him. She is a, she is almost a rape victim, which, yes. like, I heard a lot of people being like, what? What, a, what an outrage. Like, not a, what an outrage, but more like, what a leap. First, these bullies are gonna, and it's like, no, no, no. no he, like, he in did... the context of this universe, like, the bullies, the, the police don't like don't 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 go after them the teachers are afraid of them like right. these people don't have any scruples morals or like boundaries yes and so they get to do whatever they want exactly and i and it was interesting too and again this is like weird because it's like frank is like he's like not firing on all cylinders but when he is like it's great because yeah. they're like there are moments in the panels where i'm like wow that was Wow. Mm -hmm. Like when Clark is called in the office along with Markham. Yes. And the parents are there mm -hmm. and you see the relationship that Markham has with at his, home. Yes. With his parents mm -hmm. and how his dad is in charge of everything. Yes. And like he's clearly, I'm sure he's abusive. Right. You know what I mean? But like we don't, we don't follow up on that. You got it. Right. Moving on. No, he knows when to like cut away or how right. much to give you. But that's so bizarre to think. Like that how he, well that works. Right. How well how, like other things don't. There's another quiet moment. I don't want to take us away from the point of, of Lana Lang because I think there's something like there, there's a big emphasis in this book on her. But mm -hmm. when they're at the football game and we see like Clark who wants to show off and stuff like that. We don't have a follow-up conversation. You know that conversation because we see Mom and Pa on the stands. They're excited. Oh, yeah. And then when he's running with all the other football players they on just, them. They, they all, like, lose their, their, their enthusiasm for their son. Yes. Now they're, they're just disappointed. And, like, you know a conversation happened. Right. And I was like, that's... But, like, we know what that conversation, how that goes. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. So, like, it's weird. The maturity... Well, and it's almost, like, okay, I like it. It's also kind of sad. And, like, if it's, if it's done with... Like and and if you haven't watched it, we did it. We do another show called Bad Issues where we talked about uh, Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade. Where we were like, does Frank still have like right, in him? Right. Um, it, John is disappointed in his son, but for a moment they forget their son is an alien. Yeah. When so they, like they're they're excited, yeah. and it's like oh. you almost think like, oh, we don't really even know who he is. Like, maybe it's fear. Right. Like, oh. their disappointment and also, like, oh, That's crap. an interesting read on it. Yeah. Like, but, like, that's an opportunity, and that's why, like, comics are cool, everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah, but and yeah, it, no, but, but and it, I think it's also like because uh, Paws. I think Paw is disappointed. Yeah. I think Ma is concerned about the exuberance which others are treating it, like mm. that it, she's afraid it will it'll go to his it, head. Yeah it'll, yeah, it'll corrupt him. Right. And I'm like, there's just so much to be said in that one panel, mm-hmm. which I think is like, does Frank still have it, and does Remita still have it? Like to be able to capture that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the art in this book we haven't really talked about, but no. it's it's not bad. It's hit or miss, honestly. Yeah, for yeah me. exactly. Like, it's a lot of hit or miss, which I think is yeah that cover. His torso's longer than his That's... cape. Torso man, what's happening with that torso? Now, I could have gotten the variant where it was it was Frank's version of Superman, which is actually the thumbnail for this video. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, it's not bad. It's hilarious because I remember when they released the solicitation for this book. Yeah. That was the cover, and they said cover not final, and then it wound up being the cover. Uh, so you know, fine, whatever, whatever. Um, I think with Remita though, that statement it's hit or miss. Yeah. Is across the board for a lot of people. Yes. Um, I just felt like this was a lot of hit or miss. There is some stuff where it was like, meh, whatever. And then yeah. there was a lot of like kind of cool stuff where I was like, nicely done. Yeah, yeah. Like, I neat. wish I wish they had, he had done it 10, 15 years ago. Sure. But, uh, but you know, there's, there's a lot of interesting things. The big thing, uh, the, the big like, oh no, that's a big shift is that yes. Clark enlists in the uh, Navy. In the Navy, yeah. Because he and, wants to see the ocean. He can hear it calling to him. Yeah, interesting idea. Um and that, I think, is the big change and shift, and it's, like, why people will love it and not love it. Um, okay. I think well, people love it because they're like, yeah! Like, because a lot of people are in the military, or they have no people right. who are in the military, and they love to see the military... Sh- like, Superman embrace the military! Yeah. And it's also, like... But, like, it's the orders and the respect for, like, the, the for the structure of the military well, that makes Superman into... This weapon of the government in Dark Knight Returns, like knowing where he goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily a positive story. Instead, it like instills in him this innate respect right. for an authority that is ultimately corrupt. Well, I guess it'll also depend if Frank, like, it does decide. I mean, he's clearly going to treat this as though, like, he's like, this is from Superman's perspective. So I think it'll still be interesting to see the journey that Clark goes on yeah. in the military because it may not be as cut and dry as all that i hope not and i mean it's, it, it won't right and you know it's not because like yeah, yeah. i mean for all we know the 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 the, the giant headed friend will join the military too or you know we'll join the military yeah we'll join the navy or something and he'll right. get all cut and it'll be like oh no like you should have had the lesson of responsibility and you're a monster like who knows right now um Speaking of the giant-headed kid. Yeah, who is, like, grotesque-looking. Thank well, you. no, like, for me... It's just such an odd... Because dis- no one else looks like that. Well, I had an no issue... No one in... Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. My issue with the Mickey stuff honestly comes to this one panel where he's attempting to break the, the helmet yeah. in the back, and the, ha- and the helmet talks. Yes. He's sitting back there. I know. And I'm like, why is the helmet talking? Because they forget... Because the, the letterer screwed up. But it's just like it's so bizarre, and like it, it took. I was like, "Is that is that a screw up? What are we yeah, doing here? No, what did a, I miss?" And I had a, I went back a couple up. times. I was like, "Oh, okay, nope, just yep, just boned just, that up, just boned it up." Which is like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Black Label. <laughs> uh, by so, the way, uh, Danny Miki did the inks. He did, and they're great. And they're great. They did a he, they, yeah, nicely done. But. Um, could have gotten Klaus Janssen. Could have gotten Klaus Janssen would have been better. More I of think a, more of a Miller Ramita, you yeah. know, marriage. I'm surprised it didn't can, get him. Can I ask a big question here Why about not? baby Clark? Does he have telepathic powers? Right. Yes. 
Yes, what? that's the thing that made me the most upset. What? That's what I hated the most about the book. He convinces Kent to that, take him. Yeah, like as though this adult man wasn't going to take a baby. No, he uses mind control to control John's will and then does the same thing to Martha. Yeah. So do they really love him? Yeah, like that is a little upsetting. I don't like that. I, right? John Kent feels something probe inside his skull. A gentle warmth makes him feel like his brain is floating. The baby, the boy coos, please. This is not a hostile. Let him take you to your new home. Let him think it's all his idea. Exactly. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm like, no! First of all, he, how old is he? Two? One? It's, I, he's it, not having complex thoughts. Unless he is, because he's Superman. Well, yeah, I don't because know. Because he remembers his dad's lessons. Right. Or he remembers... Or these lessons were in the pod. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell, but he like he clearly knows a lot of this stuff already. It's really bizarre. also colorist missed the mark here on the oatmeal. Yeah, it's green. It's green. It's green. It's green oatmeal. I, I thought think, it was peas. Moving I on. They, I think they did think that. I think they definitely did think that. Um, and no one's gonna correct it because Black Label is a bastion of integrity. Exactly. What I did like though was. Um, Seeing the development of his abilities, yeah, um, he did the whole jumping thing, fine, whatever. We've seen that done a million times. Mm -hmm. I liked instead um, Frank talking about the fact that like when the super hearing yes starts kicks kicking in. And, and like how hard it is to sleep and how hard it yeah. is to do anything. And I was like, that's interesting. Like as a as a as a young boy, how do you know that something like that's normal or not? I also liked his, the the same exploration of his vision, how he. Uh, looks at the note that Lana leaves him yes. on the roof of her yes, house. Yes, I think that's so sweet. That basically yeah. he can always check. Yes. Like he can always check back at home yeah. to see what's going on. That's fun. Uh, Although like. he does say that he can't hear her anymore, which yeah. means that if they do the heart attack thing, he probably won't be able to. Unless it, as he gets older, it gets sharper. Right. And it, it, it improves, um, which could very yeah, well could be. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Um, it's it's cute. Like it, I, I, I thought it was more engaging than I expected it to be, honestly, from the first bit of it yes i think once i got into like the bully thing i was like this is i'm enjoying this yeah. and the, i don't know if it's because like you said it made me think of stranger things or like dairy main right or whatever i don't know if for me it was i i the the mysticism of like frank miller's doing superman's origin let's see how it goes wore off around like page eight right okay. like oh jesus here no, we go I, I don't know i was i guess i was i at that point i got actually engaged yeah. with it um the lana stuff is all great the lana stuff is great i again like i think it's like he started getting more into it so like we have the whole bully thing we don't get resolution on that because it's not a story about that it's yeah. a story about clark yeah and so like we're just like you know that got taken care of right we're moving on now let's talk about them dating and yeah. i was like okay Here, here's a comic book nerd uh frank miller problem uh okay what do you got uh superman can't fly in the all-star batman and robin the boy wonder and any references to superman pre- Year one, more or less. Mm -hmm. uh, any, uh, no, not pre-year one. It's um, when Frank Miller's writing the Batman books and he refers to Superman in the early days, Superman can't fly yet. Right. There's even a line, I believe, in Dark Knight, or in, in All-Star Batman, where he says, he's so stupid he doesn't even know he can fly. Right, right, right. Uh, he flies in this issue. Yes. Um, now, does Frank remember, knowing full well that in All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder, which admittedly was over ten years ago, uh the books are inconsistent from issue to issue uh, in terms of plot. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, Dick Grayson is missing long enough in the Batmobile driving from the circus to the Batcave for his face to be on a milk carton. <laughs> Was it a 10-hour ride 
or a 24-hour ride <laughs> from the circus in Gotham to Wayne Manor? Probably not, especially since he could fly that car. Uh, <laughs> that's just Frank who didn't pay attention because yeah. the book was so goddamn delayed. Uh, is that a th- is is that happening here? Or or can Clark only fly when he's in love? Oh. And after he loses Lana, he can't fly anymore. Oh, that's I think no. Oh, okay. But <laughs> wouldn't that be nice if that it would be, it would yeah. still be inconsistent? And clearly, Frank didn't be, didn't know he was gonna do this. Right, right, right. But right. hey, sure, yeah. Wouldn't or that maybe be nice? He's just like I'm not paying attention to that. That's garbage. Yeah, that book's never gonna finish. I don't care. And everyone makes fun of me about it. Yeah, so we're done with that. I am I am taking bets. I believe there will be a line where he's where he says the goddamn Batman. You think? I think so. All Although right. I will say it didn't come up in Dark Knight Three, The Master Race. Right. So who knows? So uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this was interesting, at least for me. I did not find it to be boring. Um yeah. I am wondering how I'm going to feel as he's growing up. I don't know if I just enjoy like the stories about like, you know, like kids and friendship and like Yeah, you know, that was, that was the bullies. least interesting thing for me. because <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't care about any of these characters and I don't like see how they are contributing. You know what's you know, and you know what it was? I saw it done better in a book that I'm never gonna talk about on this channel ever again, thanks okay. to a certain creator. Sure. Uh, but yeah. what where where Essentially, the whole town knows he's Superman. Because how could you not? I don't know. Like, all of his friends know he's Like, they know. Everyone knows. Because right. Yoki did but not. But they're kids. They don't know who Superman is. No, but they point. know but that he's indestructible. Eventually. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. They all know it's him. Yeah. They all know he's the one doing it. Sure. Maybe they should respect him. I don't know. I don't know. They respect him enough not to say anything. They did it, but... I guess the reason I found it to be engaging was because I was learning what Frank thought superman should learn yeah and like so like that was fascinating to me and the fact that it was a little better than i expected it to be right was a, a, a true triumph yeah no <laughs> except for the beginning part where i was like the shit is happening no i think we're actually in a new era like i think like you know there's frank you know there was there was frank who did like ronin and daredevil and batman and then there was like frank who did like dark Knight strikes again and like batman spawn mm-hmm. and then there's like there's another Frank. Yeah. And it's just really interesting to see this Frank, like, yeah, and I, where he's going and what he's capable of. Right. I don't know. I, 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 I am excited to read book two, but not because I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. But to see if I if it'll still hold my interest. Yes. If that's more the question. Yes. There's only two more issues left. Hey, this could say, go south real fast. And it, well, and it could, yeah. <laughs> and it could be delayed forever. I mean, like, for all, I don't remember what the hell happened in the last Batman Damned, and there's only three issues. But uh, let's jump into the Super Chats before we move on to recommendations. Uh, Pricey Eddie 40. No, I'm sorry. Ah, Algy Try says, Hell to the yeah, it's comic pop live from the East Coast. Can't watch watch live from the West Coast. Oh. Sorry, but welcome. Well, yeah, and check it out later on. (laughs) Exactly. Pricey Eddie 40. Frank, uh, I bought a train ticket to Insaneville. You can't tell me the train now stops at Ohio. <laughs> I know it has the last blockbuster. It has the last blockbuster, but come on. <laughs> I think we're going to... Yeah. We might get there, because don't forget, this Clark has to age up, and if it is going to at, at all lead into the history of Dark Knight Returns, I think we're going to have to see like a shake-up yeah. at some Will point. Will Reagan be president at the end of the series? Right, and honestly, like... 
as he's like getting his laurels up and as he's been writing this, like he might have like get back into like crazy Frank. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. This might be Especially like, if like people this... like this book and the, the, the press is like, all right, I'm back, baby. Well, he, must, he must have started writing issue two at least. Oh no, he's so, done. Like, I think it's, yeah, I think, I think he's, he's probably all done. Um, but it'll be interesting. Like this could have been like the, like we're, we're, we're getting ourselves going. We're slowly crawling. Okay. Yeah. We found a nice stride. And then who knows what'll happen as he sprints to the finish. Yeah. Will or, he grow another leg? And... Or trips and has to crawl broken and <laughs> yeah. Bleeding across the finish line. Z Berm says, uh, do you think year one's better than Bendis's run? Bendis's run encompasses like dozens of issues at this point. This is one issue. It's impossible to say. It's also very different. Bendis is picking up off of, like previous runs of the story, whereas Frank's I'll be creating it as loose as he can, but yeah, right, Frank's but like, making his own Frank's thing. Frank's doing his own thing, and like he's doing origin stories. So I feel like it's really hard to compare. It's like yeah. apples and oranges. It totally is. It's completely apples. It's and like oranges. it's like apples and landmines. No. That's right. <laughs> Rusky nine one one zero says, "Do you think amazing creators being batshit crazy like Miller, Moore, and Morrison are connected, or do you think uh, the fame just makes them crazy?" I think you have to be a little different to be creative, and I think that like. They, you have to think differently in order to like be able to get into as many heads as prominent creators can be. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that over time, you know, it's it'd be it, it's interesting how many like celebrated creators have such short careers, or right. or we only have like the sampling of works. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like it's not like Shakespeare wrote for sixty years. You know, yeah. we don't have we, we don't have crazy old Uncle Will who like wrote wrote like these crazy like right wing anti like anything. You know, like just yeah, just yeah, really yeah, yeah. really like politically charged. I mean, like all of it was politically charged, but like the fact is like you know maybe these creators weren't meant to write this long. Sure. And. So as or a result, they're here now. Shouldn't be expected to do so. You see that happen a lot with um, like artists, like yeah. painters. Right. As time goes on, they start losing their skill, and they they, they still want to do it, or like someone's expecting them to do so. Right. And the work just isn't quite the same. Yeah. Or it's nuts. Right. It's the same as like an actor who ages or a director who ages. Although Scorsese only gets better, it's really weird. <laughs> uh, so you know, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I wouldn't even call Miller, Moore, and Morrison insane. Like, there's nothing they've done. That is so like off the wall. Besides, like Frank's like <laughs> art meeting, like the, I Frank's here's the thing. some crazy. None of it is stuff. impenetrable. Like I get what they're doing. There's nothing that's I'm like I, this is on another level. Morrison's the most, but only because he's like on drugs. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Arius says love the show. Glad Lana's getting some respect. Me too. Yeah, thank and you. Two mics, one take. Damn three comes out this week. That's right. That's right. We're gonna grab. Love you that. guys. Thanks a lot, man. We love you too. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into some recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up alright uh, go first yeah sure uh, Amazing Spider-Man continues to like limp across the finish line it's fine if you like it buy it uh, there's also an annual by Jason Latour who helped create Spider-Gwen okay it stars Spider-Ham so if you like Spider-Ham Spider you might dig it Spider that's my Spider-Man recommendation for this week uh that's Batman it. Damned, as we said. Batman well. Damned number three from uh, Brian Azrael and Lee Bermejo. I don't even really like it. I'm just saying I want it to be its own thing. Like, I would like to be able to judge it based on its own merits, I, and I never will be able I to. I do like it, so I'm really excited to see what goes on in this issue. Right. I've been digging it, but, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, what the I'm, hell are they going to be doing? I'm cool with this. I'm cool with this sandbox. Right. I'm okay no. visiting it. I'm sure we'll never I see it. I don't want to live here. No. But I'm, I'm cool with visiting it. Exactly. Like most of the things that I enjoy, I don't want to live there. No. But let me peek in but it's every very once dark. in a while. Yeah. 
Right. So what? Uh, what do you got? Um, was that was that everything for you? I guess. I mean, you know, you were gonna co- you're gonna recommend this as well. War of the Realms ends this week. Yes. Uh, from Jason Aaron, Russell Dowderman, and of course these great covers that prove that Arthur Adams still has it. You see Arthur Adams at a con, go, yo, you still got it, and give him a high five. He's great. Maybe don't give him a high no, five. No, give him bones. I don't want him, you don't hurt his drawing hand. Or like give him like yeah. Yeah, give him a, give him the give him the Buddy Christ. Or give him some Jeff Johns. Yeah, give him some Jeff Johns finger guns. Yeah, be like man, you still got it. Every, that works. Because I see him at every New York like the last three New York Comic Cons, his booth is empty. No one's ever there, and I'm like Arthur Adams, you're awesome, and he's like oh no. He's really like that. Well, make sure you just let him know. Tell just, him how great he is. Bring him a book he, he drew. Yeah, there you go. So what do you got? Um, all right. So over at Marvel, it's it's like a big week for me, and not. It's uh, Conan the Barbarian number seven is coming out, so I'm gonna be checking that out. Oh. I'm loving me some Jason Aaron Conan. Um, learning the history of Conan while also getting the story of the Crimson Witch and what's going on with like old man King Conan and what's happening there. I'm excited. I'm, nice. I'm, I'm so on board. I just love this. I just want more Aaron Conan. Yeah. Just in anything and everything. No. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. X number 12 is coming out. It's Please. the end, right? Uh, yeah. I think it's the last issue. I think the book is over. Um, Just show Kelly Thompson some love. Yes. Tweet at Kelly Thompson. Tell her she's great. Tell her she's great. Tell her she's great. See her at a con. Tell her she's awesome. She worked really hard on this and did an amazing job and had a true love letter for it. Is it really? Yeah, I think I it's so over. Not I know the book is canceled, but... Uh, to, like, these this new stuff. Yeah, she's so great. She should be taking over for X-Men, but Hickman. Uh, which, no complaints here. That's fine. But man. also, it's too bad, because, like, yeah. she should have been the one to take over. I don't think she should it. take over all of X-Men, but, like, I don't think that she should... I'd be okay with I that. I think she should be on some sort of X-book. I agree. I think they should keep her. <laughs> like, I think there's room. Yeah. There's only two Hickman books. Yeah. Oh, I see So Yes, there's an ongoing Conan book, and it's awesome. Yes. There's actually two. There's, there's two Sword, ongoing... And there's Conan the Barbarian. I am. I love Conan the Barbarian by Jason Aaron. He's doing a phenomenal job with it. It's almost like it's like one overarching story that is like at the end of these individual tales from Conan's life. It's awesome. Yeah. There's a story in which there's King Conan and a lion adventure together. It's so cool. Yep. Just, uh, Conan's awesome. But there's also the Savage Sword. Savage Conan. Sword, um, written by Jerry Zugan. Very different, high seas adventure. Um, just a kind of more standard. Like here's the story, here's the arc, here you go. Still great. Yeah. Still great. Exactly. Um, Doctor Strange number fifteen's coming out. Yeah. Hey. I'm not saying I recommend it. It's a ringing endorsement. I'm saying it's coming out. Um, over at Image, Isola number eight is coming out. Uh, Isola, I think, is one of the most beautiful books being put out there. Yes. So you know, you can go check that out. Um, Justice League Dark number 12. Yeah. Coming out. Tinian the fourth. Marvel, get him. He's my pitch for Strange. Yeah. Go get him. (laughs) Go get him. Make him write Doctor Strange. Um, he's never going to leave DC because it's Snyder because they're pals. Um, and then in honor of Vertigo, I want to mention the fact that Sandman, uh, volume nine, the kindly ones, the 30th anniversary is coming out. Um, that is like the penultimate volume yes. uh, in the Sandman series. Um, so if you have been interested in picking up those volumes, you can go and grab that. Um, I will give you a heads up. It still has the vertical label on it. It also has the new coloring. So if you're like a, an old school fan of the old coloring, that may not be for you. But if you don't care and you just want to get a cool trade of it, go grab it. Yeah. Go grab it. A uh, lot of stuff happens in there. Uh, it, it's actually, you know, a lot of Daniel Carter or Daniel Hall, Daniel Carter. Um, Car- I took <laughs> well, Daniel and Carter and I combined them into They are one. related. They are related. Uh, Daniel Hall, like, you know, uh, story arc happening in, in that volume. Oh, good. Where is he? 
where is he? He's doing stuff. Is he missing? He's missing, but he actually has a really good reason for being missing, and okay. it's like it's actually been the most intriguing. Oh, that's this, right. It I has been just as 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 Vertigo has been retired. Yeah. Will Will Sandman become or the Dreaming become a Black Label book? I'm sure it'll just get canceled. Uh, sure. Because uh, every book I end up covering over there gets canceled. Except Doom Patrol's coming back. Yes. Is, is Young Animal canceled? I guess so. I, I, it's called a Young Animal book. I guarantee you, Gerard Way, not paying attention, Doesn't he didn't give, give a, a crap. Nope. You know it. <laughs> he didn't give a crap. Yeah. I am sad that Nick Darrington is no longer oh, no. on the book. Um, that makes me sad. He has such a passion for it. When I spoke to him at New York Comic Con, he was excited and he just loves working with uh, Gerard Way and he's just such a fan of his work and working with him and it's I'm sad that he's not on it right now. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just for right now. I think he's drawing the Batman book with Bendis sometimes and from Walmart. I don't know. We'll see what's going on but I just I like him so much. And I like him too. He's, he's good. He's clever. Yeah. He's a clever bastard. Uh, Adam Asimov says, you guys should watch the anime Berserk. It's like Medieval Punisher. I heard that. I've heard people really recommend that Like Medieval that, Punisher. That, show. that sounds like Medieval Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I gotta recommend this other book. Uh, Transformers is crossing over with Ghostbusters over at IDW. What? It's written by Eric Burnham and uh, drawn by my buddy Dan Schoening, who is great, the definitive Ghostbusters artist. Uh, Starscream is dead, so he's a ghost. It's great. I can't wait. How does that work? Is he like an Energon ghost? No, it's just, you know, I guess they have souls or whatever the hell ghosts are. Or ghosts. Are. They have some sort of ghostly being. Okay. Yeah. It's, I, I'm excited. Hey, you it's know what? Silly if they fun. can have Phantom Flush, yeah. you can have a ghost transformer. Is, are the, any of the Ecto yes. mobiles? Yeah. Yeah. We know. Yeah. The Ecto one will become a transformer. <laughs> I mean, like, why wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, I would love to review it. Uh, I think IDW is working on getting me a copy. We'll see. That's awesome. Uh, if not, I'll just buy it when it comes out this week. So that's check awesome. it out. Uh, IDW's Transformers Ghostbusters number one. Uh, that's it for our show. We got to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Of course, before we go, don't forget to check out patreon.com slash Check out the rewards. See if they're right for you. Uh, don't forget also to check out... Oh, before we go, um, this uh, channel makes a lot of different shows. We do Comp Pop Draws, which is a new show that we just started where it's a drawing challenge. We invite you, if you watch the show... When it comes out, draw your own version without using reference and share your, your findings over at Instagram.com slash CompopOfficial. Uh, CompopOfficial, you know, at the end of the Instagram. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, we also do quizzes on the Instagram, Instagram.com slash CompopOfficial. Uh, every single day, there's a comic book-themed quiz does. in the stories. It's he a lot of fun. costs nothing to, to he try. He doesn't give me the answers I don't. Either. And I just hear you going <laughs> like, is this the answer? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> confetti. Uh, but we also want to ask you guys in the chat. Uh, we are we we produce a lot of shows. We make a lot of different things. We're working on podcasts and other new 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 ideas. We got Elseworlds Exchange and Off the Rack. These are two new shows or two two podcasts, straight up podcasts mm -hmm. that we make. Uh, comic line don't have enough episodes to make that into a podcast. And of course, right. you go to Patreon.com/slash/compop. One shots another special Patreon only podcast you can yeah. get. But uh, we're thinking about launching another podcast starring the lovely and talented Tiffany here, where she's going to be talking to or about artists and creators in comic well, books. Well, we're just going We want to know this. what you think of that idea and uh, who you would like to see Tiffany talk to and whether, you know, that's You're putting my feet do. to the fire here. I am. I want to see this show. You're really putting and I my want, feet to the fire. I, I want people to get excited about that concept because <laughs> the, the Tiffany artist-driven, comic art-driven podcast could be something really special. I mean, it, obviously it's going to be special. It's got Tiffany. But I'm really excited about that idea. And uh, so from you, I want to know what your thoughts are about who you'd like to see her talk to about and what you want to see 
from like a, let's say, 45 minute to an hour long podcast about art and comics from Tiffany. So Mm -hmm. we look forward to hearing your opinions. Of course, don't forget to check out all the things we talked about in the description below this video. Go explore that. There's a lot of links, a lot of stuff. We got a Discord over there, live chat with with each other. You can keep the conversation going over there. Uh, Twitch.tv slash ComicPopTV. Tiffany does live streams Wednesdays and Sundays, live video gaming with her. It's a lot of fun. It's Uh, a lot of yelling. It's a lot of yelling. You're playing Bloodborne right now. It's a nightmare. Uh, And of course, stay tuned to this channel because you'll also find uh, re-uploads of your entire run of the Spider-Man PS4 game. Yes. Which, if you haven't seen it already, uh, there's a playlist on the main channel right now of the first three episodes. I think there's at least ten episodes. Yeah. So check that out. I had a co-host. Danielle's a co-host, and then you took over. You you tagged in. It was Spider-Man themed. It just made sense. Why not? It just made sense. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Adam Asimosis, do it. Well, (laughs) sounds good to me. I mean, I, I, I agree. I'm but, excited uh, about yeah. this. Yeah, so thank you very much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys next time here on Comp Pop. Uh, by the way, thank you all so much for being like here, yeah. for you know contributing, for the super chats, for the regular chat, for just being here and chatting with us and watching the show. Yeah, you guys are it really awesome. helps us out, and we're really lucky to have you. So see you guys then. Uh, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long. Bye, guys. Have a great week. You too. Yeah. <laughs>